Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimum. So whether you're new to investing or ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's thedailyding.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Dr. King was determined to make a change, make a difference, and an impact on society. I think Dr. King embodied being passionate because he stood up for something he strongly believed in. In a very unique way, the way he spoke, uh, the way he lived his life. His temperament, his understanding of culture, and how to unify a people is beyond inspirational. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning. We've got all your action from a loaded Martin Luther King Day in the NBA covered for you. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Mo Dakio with Rob Lopez. Figuring out what to do on a Tuesday night with just one game. Coming up on today's show, Damian Lillard goes crazy, Derrick Rose is a trade commodity, and James Harden ties a dubious record. But first, chant with me, Mo. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Yeah, you know, that's, I don't know, it's a Boston chance, right? They hate, they hate the Lakers. They love beating L.A. And that's what they did. They destroyed the Los Angeles Lakers. 139-107 in Boston. Anthony Davis back in this one after missing five games. Probably should have stayed out. Nine points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, five fouls in 23 minutes. The real story of this one, Kemba Walker gets his first career victory against LeBron James. He was 0-28, Mo, but nobody beats Kemba 29 times in a row. Nobody. Can't have that. Can't have that. I also didn't believe the stat until I first saw it. I had to go do a little homework after that. I saw the graphic and thought it was fake. Yeah, no, I didn't believe it. Yeah. I, I had to go look for a little bit. I was like, wait, no, but he had to do it once by accident. You think by accident, like Michael K. Gilchrist would have hit a shot. Oh, no, I guess this makes sense. The math works out. No. <laughs> uh, Boston completely dominates in the second and third quarters, outscores the Lakers 71 to 50. Tatum with 27 points. Kemba Walker with 20 points, seven assists. Jalen Brown dunked on LeBron James with two hands. Is he the washed king or the baptized king? Oh, he got baptized tonight. It's what I mean now Jalen and Tatum both have dunks on LeBron. They're just collecting them at this point. Uh, Andis Cantor was very good off the bench. He had a double double. But for the Lakers side of it, Mo, um, you know, obviously the story is going to be LeBron James was at his son's game uh, and then went to and then went to the game against the Celtics. 
And people are going to say, I, I, I think we're going to have a little bit of a Vince Carter situation where he went to his graduation and then went to game seven. I think we're going to have a little bit of that, except it's less severe with the stakes. And, it, and it's going to be, you know, oh, well, it's his kid. It's fine. But I feel like some stupid conversation is going to come out of this. It's already started, Zach, 100 percent. And we're going to hear this all day tomorrow on a first take or uh, Skip Bayless is going to go nuts on it. It's going to be a. A story because that's just what they do. It really doesn't matter, folks. We've seen guys also fly in day of games and have monster games. So, you know, it's, you know, maybe disrupt the routine a little bit, but there's been other times where just routines are disrupted for other reasons. And, you know, I'm not mad at him either way. Yeah. I mean, I like, come on, what are we? This team's fine. They're not going to lose the championship because he did this in the middle of the regular season. Um, He had a quote saying this right here is all secondary when it comes to my family. Uh, Said he had no qualms or regrets about uh, about after Lakers got destroyed by the Celtics. Uh, For the Celtics side of it, this is exactly what they need. They haven't been playing good basketball lately. They destroyed the Lakers from behind the three-point line. They're plus 27 uh, plus 27 points, not plus 27 made three-pointers. Plus 27 points (laughs) from behind the three-point line. Jalen Brown finished with 20 points, six assists, three steals. Um, for the Lakers, it's the first time all season they haven't won at least two games in a row. They beat Houston this weekend, then they turn around and lose a game. Oh, that's not supposed to happen to this Lakers team. No, but you know what? I'd rather that than it be a thing where this is the first time they've lost two in a row. Uh, If you're a Laker fan, that's kind of the way you got to look at it. It's going to happen from time to time, long season. But for the Celtics, like you said, They've been playing terribly, really, since their big win on Christmas Day. Haven't had guys in the lineups. They've been in and out. Guys been sick, injured, whatever, whatnot. But tonight was the first night where you really felt like, damn, like, this is the Celtics that we saw in the beginning of the year where people were jumping all over them. Yeah, this is the Celtics team you want to see, right? This is the team that just locked down defensively, shot incredibly well from three-point range. Lakers did not shoot well from three-point range. Seven of 26 for the game. That's 26.9%. Uh, LeBron was productive, but ultimately ineffective. 15 points, 13 assists, seven rebounds. Also had four turnovers with just five of 12. Mo, if JaVale McGee leads you in, leads you in scoring in a game, uh, and even we'll just say leads you with 16 points, is that good? No, no, never good. Never good. Never good. Lakers defense, usually good all season. Atrocious in this one. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had 13 points on 12 shots off the bench. And it could have been worse. It could have been worse because the Celtics actually missed 10 free throws in this game. Could have been a lot worse than a 32-point beatdown. Our other big game from Monday, Sixers 117, Nets 111 in Brooklyn. No Kyrie Irving had a hamstring injury. Obviously, DeAndre Jordan out with a dislocated finger. Joel Embiid still out with his finger injury. Uh, And so we had the Nets kind of crumble a little bit under the pressure of the Philadelphia 76ers and their defense. Ben Simmons, ridiculous in this one, Mo. Uh, he, He had what? He had 34 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists, 5 steals. He was 10 of 14 from the free throw line. He's the fourth Sixers player in franchise history with a triple double and at least 5 steals. George McGinnis had 3 of them. Charles Barkley had one. And of course, we all remember TJ McConnell had that game. Uh, He's also the legendary game. Legendary TJ McConnell. Also 20th 30-point triple-double with at least five steals in NBA history. The last one prior to Ben Simmons was James Harden in 2017. Spencer Dinwiddie tried to lead the the Nets in this one to to some kind of victory, but just 22 points, seven assists. Uh, rookie uh, Nicholas Claxton had a nice game, 15 points, uh, had a big second quarter there. He was six of eight shooting, but it was really, well, it was the, it was the defensive pressure of the Sixers just forcing turnover after turnover. Yeah. I mean, first off you had Simmons and Thibault on the court at the same time. And if, 
one guy wasn't getting the steal, the other one was, or one was getting a deflection, the other guy's grabbing it. It was really just too much for the Nets. They had 22 turnovers. It ended up just really hurting them down the stretch, and they couldn't really. It almost felt like anytime it, they thought they'd get some momentum, somebody would come up with a big defensive play for the Sixers, and and that really just sort of kept just holding the Nets back a bit. Yeah, and the Nets actually, I mean, they were playing really well from a lot of this game, and then that, that run at the end of the third quarter that bled into the fourth quarter is a 15-0 run by the Sixers, helped them take the lead and kind of get into the driver's seat of this one. Uh, Horford was great in this one, 19 points, hit a huge block on a dunk attempt by Jared Allen in, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, as you mentioned, Thibault all over the place, four steals. Just, just he's, It's really impressive what he is defensively for a rookie. Like we always talk about these rookies mo where it's like, hey, this guy's pretty good for a rookie. He's not just good for a rookie. Like I feel like we keep saying this. He's just a good defender. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. This is a guy who also as a rookie led the nation in steals last year in college. I I don't know how much how often that translates, but really he does a phenomenal job rotating over, being very active early in the year Brett Brown was trying to calm him down a bit on gambling and then just kind of realized like, yo, he's actually quick enough where he can gamble and get back in time. It's uh, he's not Manu, but it's kind of Manu esque in that sense of they're willing to let him take a few gambles defensively. And it just really adds another layer to this defense. Yeah, it really does. Uh, for the Nets, you know, Torian Prince had 12, Jared Allen had 13, Joe Harris had 12 before he fouled out. They had good production off the bench with Karis LeVert had 16. Uh, TLC, Timothy Luau Cabarro had 12. Uh, as I mentioned, Claxton had 15, but they just, they couldn't, they couldn't get anything outside of the, those turnovers. They missed a bunch of free throws. They missed 12 free throws in this game. And uh, the Sixers were able to overcome a bad shooting night from Tobias Harris. He was 5 of 17 for 15 points. Josh Richardson had 15 points. He had a bunch of points early. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz uh, hit kind of the dagger three in this one. Um, for the for the Sixers, Mo, it feels like they found a little bit more of a defensive identity without Joel Embiid, which is surprising because he's such a good defender. But they're they're just using that versatility instead of using bully ball. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of just speeding teams up. I mean, they put some full court pressure on a couple of times. The Nets ended up throwing the ball away in the backcourt before even getting it up into the front court. You know, that that it's a different kind of very oppressive defense where it's just nonstop pressure. And whenever you think you're open, there's another guy scrambling coming to take your lunch, basically. I mean, big block by Horford on Jared Allen down the stretch. I mean, he blocks the shot so hard it bounces off Allen's face and goes out of bounds. I yeah. mean, <laughs> just, just kind of has these these things. It's a little bit different. It's not to say anything about Embiid, but it's a whole different level of speed that you know they're really able to unleash when Embiid's not on the court. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think Horford came down either the next possession, the one after that, and knocked down a big three there. Uh, fourth loss in a row for the Nets, the fourth win in a row for the Sixers, and Sharon is carrying 12th game this season for Philadelphia with at least 30 assists. They are 11-1 and one in those games. They should pass more. All right, Mo, let's go to the news. We have some news from Yahoo Sports. Chris Haynes reporting that the Lakers and Sixers are among contenders interested in acquiring Derrick Rose. He has a very friendly contract. He's been very good this year. Um, He would be a fantastic backup point guard for either team. Uh, The Clippers have also made exploratory talks, but nothing serious in that uh, sense. They've apparently just been checking in on this. Um, If the Lakers go out and get Derrick Rose... Uh, probably means they don't feel great about getting Darren Collison, or do you think they could maybe try to get both? I think they could try to get both, but it's kind of just hedging your bets. You know, you got to do one of those things where you're, you're checking both sides. You can't really just put all your eggs in one basket and hope you're getting this guy 
And when you don't, now you're screwed because you didn't have anything, any backup plan. So kind of smart to just sort of check what's going on. And this time of year, Zach, I mean, you know, as well as I do, we're going to hear several different times. This team's interested in this guy. Um, so it's just the way it works right now. But it's smart for both teams to really kind of just sort of kick the tires. You know, what we hear this time of year, Mo, we hear lies. We hear nothing but lies, <laughs> lies, smoke and mirrors, everything. It's just a one fun house of, of reports after another. And that's not to say that, you know, these guys aren't reporting the truth. It's just, there's a lot of things leaking in order to put pressure on other things. Uh, you know, Andre Drummond trade talks have, have ramped up and then gone down. A lot of people feel he's the first domino to fall uh, in these trade talks. And maybe that's when Tristan Thompson or someone like that gets moved after. Um, so, yeah, expect a lot of reports and I don't know that any of these reports are going anywhere but they're all getting out there for a reason uh, although I do think Derrick Rose is going to get traded why would the Pistons keep him Mo? they no, suck there's no reason to you don't have any real use for him. let him go it. let him go contend um, some scary news uh, Chandler Parsons career could actually be over he suffered some serious injuries in a three-car accident involving a drunk driver who hit the car uh, according to a new lawsuit the law firm of Morgan and Morgan said Monday in a statement that Parsons suffered multiple severe and permanent injuries including a traumatic brain injury disc herniation and a torn labrum they said the driver who caused the crash who's not identified in the statement was arrested and charged with the DUI um, this uh, happened at approximately 2 p.m. Eastern and uh, he admitted to drunk driving according to the law firm obviously first and foremost the safety of everyone involved is the most important thing and then after that look I think we've all made plenty of jokes and stuff about the money that Chandler Parsons has gotten and everything and um, and from a financial standpoint sure he'll be fine and, and some people will focus on that but this is a very scary situation and and you know, assuming that he's going to be okay health wise, it's it's sad. It's sad on another level that it might might you know end his career. Yeah, he doesn't get to end it on his note. Um, very scary. The wording, you know, traumatic brain injury, is uh, you know when I read that kind of perked my eyes a bit and just one of those things. And more importantly, too, for folks just across the board, don't drive drunk. Yeah, just uh, whenever, just get a get a ride, get a taxi, get a you know, get a friend to call, get family, whatever. It's just uh, it's not worth it. And then other news, uh, I guess we care about Player of the Week now uh, because it feels like we have to say it uh, with all these uh, you know jockeying for position as we keep track of <laughs> awards left and right. But Ben Simmons is your Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He went twenty-one nine and seven as the rec- record for the Sixers went three and one, and then Kawhi Leonard thirty-eight points, five assists, two steals. Uh, Clippers went 3-0 in the week. Those are your Eastern and Western Conference Players of the Week. All right, Mo, let's get to the rest of the games from Monday. A lot of games in the association on MLK Day. We have Wizards 106, Pistons 100 in Washington, D.C. The Jan Mahinmi game. Not only did he knock down a three-pointer on purpose, he was phenomenal. 21 points, seven rebounds, three blocks. He was 10 of 11 from the, f- from the field. He had a bunch of plays inside on both ends of the floor. And believe it or not, the Wizards won this game with defense in the fourth quarter. They gave up just 11 points for the first eight-plus minutes of the fourth. Finished giving up 19 in the quarter. Bradley Beal, 29 points on 10-21 shooting, 6 assists. Uh, plus, he just absolutely moved Andre Drummond out of the screen with a, a little forearm shove and then knocked down a 3. Caused the Wizards bench to go nuts in this one. Thomas Bryant, the only other Wizard in double figures. He had 13 points. Ish Smith, 9 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, and a clutch block in, uh, at the rim off the bench in this one. 21 points for Derrick Rose on 8-21 shooting. 11 points in the first quarter. Struggled the rest of the way. Andre Drummond, 18 points, 16 rebounds, 4 steals, 3, three assists. 
assists, two blocks, and nine turnovers. A weird <laughs> box score for Andre Drummond. Yeah, he was all over the place, good and bad. Markeith Morris ejected uh, from this game for a flagrant two on Davis Bertans. Pistons snap a two-game win streak. I don't know if that actually counts as a streak. And the Wizards snap a three-game losing streak in this one. Raptors 122, Hawks 117 in Atlanta. Raptors take control of this one in the fourth, outscoring the Hawks 29-9 in the first six minutes or so of the fourth. Then Hawks get into it late in the final couple minutes with a 13-0 run. Then down two with 14 seconds left. John Collins, he fouled a jump shooter. He fouls Fred Van Vliet on a three-point attempt that sealed it for the Raptors. Norm Powell, 17 of his 27 points in the fourth quarter. He was 7-14 from the field overall, 6-9 from deep. Fred Van Vliet, 20 points, 11-14 from the free throw line. Pascal Siakam had 18 points. They were uh, two of the six Raptors in double figures. Another ridiculous game for Trey Young, 42 points, 18 of those in the fourth quarter, 11 of 20 shooting, 2 of 7 from deep, 18 of 21 from the free throw line, 15 assists, 6 rebounds, did have 7 turnovers, but it was the 7th 40-point game of the season for Trey Young. But, Mo, Hawks are just 2-5 and five in those games. He needs some help. Yeah, I mean, it's becoming a problem. Just in general, the Hawks' defense is an issue. Offensively, he's, it's all Trey Young, and it becomes a situation where it gets a little bit easier to defend. I mean, he has to put sort of a Herculean, I can't even say that word properly, I probably shouldn't have said it, effort to just sort of really kind of get them back into games. This isn't the only game that they've been tight in. Uh, they came back against the Rockets last week. It's just one of those things where – reoccurring for them they just need a second guy to really step up and take some pressure off them yeah don't worry that word is a herculean effort to try to get out of there thank you uh thank john you. collins 17 points 11 rebounds three blocks trey young almost had like the best highlight of his season he nutmegged Fred van vliet when he was dancing on the perimeter he takes a step back three-pointer but he missed it so that's not that's not any fun hawks missed 10 free throws in this game they lost by five raptors have now won four straight games Knicks 106 Cavs 86 in cleveland who cares no rj barrett had a, uh, that high ankle sprain marcus morris and julius randall both with 19 points 30 to 14 third quarter put the knicks in the driver's seat for this one six def- different knicks in double figures alfred payton had nine points eight assists six rebounds and a couple of blocks four blocks off the bench for mitchell robinson 13 and 22 for tristan thompson and yeah Yikes. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland combined for 28 points on 10 of 40 shooting. Knicks snap a three-game losing streak. The Cavs have now lost five straight. Heat 117, Kings 113 in overtime in Miami. Really fun finish to this one. Nemanja Bialica missed his missed a shot inside, gets his own put back. Uh, puts the Kings up two with 1.9 seconds left in the fourth. Then uh, that was after a bunch of three-pointers from the Heat to tie it all up. And then Goran Dragic throws a perfect inbound lob to Bam Adebayo who may have been pushing off of Corey Joseph in the process, but I don't know why Corey Joseph was fought, was guarding him on the switches. Uh, 0.8 seconds left. It gets tied up. They sent it to overtime. Uh, Luke Walton went with Bagley on the inbounder trying to deflect that pass, but uh, didn't work out there. Then big loose ball foul in the overtime period on an air ball by De'Aaron Fox. Bagley gets called for a pushing foul against Myers Leonard with 15 seconds left. Wasn't really a good call. Kind of hurt them. None hits a couple of free throws. Heat up three. Bogdanovich turns it over. Heat turn it over. Buddy Heel gets that steal Bogdanovich takes a three but James Johnson blocks it James Johnson had a big game he had that block he had 22 points off the bench he was four or five from deep Kendrick Nunn leads the heat 25.7 rebounds six assists Bam out of bio 16 points 11 rebounds five assists but did have five turnovers 22 for Bielitsa 27 and seven for Buddy Heald De'Aaron Fox needed 22 shots to get 14 points but did have eight assists 15 and 15 for Marvin Bagley the third Kings have lost five straight games heat win despite being on the second half of a back-to-back and they played without Jimmy Butler, whose hip soreness kept him out of the game. 
Bucks 111, Bulls 98 in Milwaukee. Bucks controlled the second half in this one. They outscored the Bulls 58-46, kind of put it just out of reach for Chicago. Giannis, another easy triple-double, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Did have eight turnovers, though, in 31 minutes. Middleton with 24 points, six rebounds, six assists. He was 10 of 13 from the field. Corver and Wes Matthews, the only other Bucks in double figures in this one. Bucks had 23 turnovers in this game, kind of let the Bulls stay, stay around for a little bit. Bulls had 24 from Zach Levine, but he was just 7 of 19 shooting. Thad Young, Chris Dunn, the only other Bulls in double figures. Bulls struggled to hit shots, 37% from the field, 29% from deep. That's now seven straight victories for the Bucks. Another good one. Thunder 112, Rockets 107 in Houston. Thunder trailed by 17 this game. They come back and win their, their fourth biggest comeback of the season. Complete and utter class by the Rockers. Rockets. Thunders outscore them 41-20 in the fourth. It's the Rockets' third loss in a row. Chris Paul, fantastic, Mo. 28 points, seven rebounds, three assists, three steals. Gallo had 25 and 13. He had a big fourth quarter. 13 and 10 for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. 23 off the bench for Dennis Schroeder. Mo, what happened to James Harden in this one? 29 points on 9 to 29 shooting, one of 17 from deep. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It also tied the uh, record for most mysteries in a game from an individual. Uh, This has been hardened. He's been up and down all year with his shooting. I mean, there's been a bunch of games where he's had, you know, three of 15 from deep. This is, this has just kind of been that sort of season for him. It's not really been consistent. And I don't know if it's him just trying to figure out how to play with Russ and, and learning to play with a little bit less space with Russ on the floor. Take it to the rack, man. Come on. What are you doing? One of 17, nine rebounds, six assists, five turnovers also for Harden. Russell Westbrook couldn't save them. He did have a great game, though. 32 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds, 16 of 24 from the field. But Rockets blow that victory. Magic 106, eight, Hornets 83 in Charlotte. Uh, second quarter controls it for the for the Magic, and then the fourth quarter puts it away. 22-6 to six run to start the fourth, push the lead to 23 points. Evan Fournier, 26 points to lead the Magic. Vucevic, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Markel Fultz had 10-5-5. Five, five. Terrence Ross had 19 off the bench. Devontae Graham, 12 points in the first quarter on 4-6 shooting. Then he didn't make another shot until late in the fourth. He finished with 15 points on 5 of 17 shooting. He was 4-12 from deep. 20 points from Malik Monk off the bench. 19 points for P.J. Washington. Hornets have now lost 7 straight. Oh my goodness, we got more games. Pelicans 126, Grizzlies 116. Pelicans led by as many as 25 in this one. The Grizzlies tried to make it interesting with a late fourth quarter push, but not enough. Pelicans break their franchise record. 21 made three-pointers. Drew Holiday unstoppable for the Pelicans. 36 points, 7 of 10 from deep, 6 rebounds. Brandon Ingram with 25 points. He was 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Tough night for John Morant. 5 of 14 from the field to finish with 16 points. Did have 9 assists, though. Dylan Brooks with 31 points, 9 rebounds for the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr. with 19 and 6. Memphis could not overcome a 63 to 27 advantage for the Pelicans from three-point range in this one. Nuggets 107, Timberwolves 100 in Minneapolis. Nuggets played on the second night of a back-to-back. And Mo, this is one of the most impressive stats I've seen. This was from the Wolves broadcast, uh, courtesy of Dave Benz, the Wolves play-by-play announcer. Since the start of last season, Denver Nuggets 19-3 on the second night of a back-to-back. What? That's a crazy stat, and they had no Jamal Murray. They had no Paul Millsap. They had no Gary Harris. No problem. Michael Michael Porter Jr., phenomenal. 20 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists off the bench. He was 7 of 12 from the field. He was 4 of 8 from 3-point range. Jeremy Grant had 19 points. Will Barton had 18 points and a big dagger 3-pointer. Nikola Jokic, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 turnovers. For the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns, 28 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, but not enough. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had 15 points on 17 shots, could not 
not make a three-pointer. The Wolves couldn't make three-pointers. They were 13 of 42 from deep. Wiggins and Covington both went one of seven. That's now six straight losses for the Timberwolves. Jazz 118, Pacers 88 in Salt Lake City. Speaking of playing on the back-to-back, second out of a back-to-back for the Pacers, and it showed no Pacers scored more than 12 points. As a team, they shot 27% from three, didn't have anything left in the tank. Utah just destroyed, dominated on the glass, dominated the paint, dominated all over the floor, out-rebounded them 53-30. to Donovan Mitchell with 25 points in this one. Rudy Gobert with 20 points and 14 rebounds. Another double-double for him. Mo, this is not the Pacers team we've seen as of late, and yet second night of a back-to-back. Can you really blame them going into Salt Lake City and having this kind of a poor performance? No, that's a tough one, man. That's It's hard. It, it's such an opposite of the stat you gave in Denver. That's why that Denver stat's so shocking, 19-3 on second nights of back-to-backs, because that's normally that's not normally how it goes. This is normally what you see. Guys have tired legs, especially if they play, play a tough game going – deep into a uh, fourth quarter playing at really grueling situations. This one's a tough one there. And it's not like Utah's already an easy place to play to begin with. You got the air, the altitude a little bit. It's a problem in general. So I'm not surprised at all with the outcome. Plus the nightlife, Mo. The nightlife. Big nightlife. They get Big it. Nightlife. That's what they get there. All right. Miles Turner, 12 points, five rebounds. Did have six steals in this one. Uh, could have been a lot worse for the Pacers, too, in, which sounds crazy in a 30-point loss. A lot like that Lakers-Celtics game earlier. Uh, 21 turnovers from the Jazz in this one. They were sloppy, and they still won by 30 points. That's crazy. Five-game win streak for the Pacers is snapped. Uh, Jazz have now won 17 of their last 19 games. It feels like just, you know, two months ago that we were wondering why this team wasn't as as good as we said they were going to be in the regular season or in the preseason. And now here they are halfway through the regular season. Pretty damn good, Mo. They're pretty damn good. Spurs 120, Suns 118 in Phoenix. Spurs were up by as many as 20 points in this game. Devin Booker went off, played the entire second half, scored 22 in the third quarter. He finished with 37 points on 13 of 23 shooting, seven rebounds, five assists, a weird finish to this one. Terrible foul call on a loose ball rush by Marco Bellinelli as Ricky Rubio uh, secured a steal on a loose ball. Pop challenged it, I believe, didn't get, uh, didn't get the challenge reversed. He was, uh, you know, Rubio was rewarded for his bad acting, and yet I guess it was good enough acting. Then Rubio, an 83% free throw shooter, goes one of two from the free throw line. Aldridge goes one of two from the free throw line. The next possession to put the Spurs up two with five seconds left. Booker missed a contested three that would have won the game. He shot it a little early with three and a half seconds left instead of attacking a uh, a switch with Lamarcus Aldridge on him. But it's the seventh one possession loss for the Suns this season. Derek White twenty five points, seven assists off the bench. Brent Forbes had twenty four points, eight of thirteen from the field, but eight of eleven from deep. Mo, you know what that says? Never shoot twos. Demar Derozan eighteen points, nine <laughs> rebounds, eight assists. Spurs forty nine point four from the field 54.8 percent from three-point range you know what else that says mo never shoot twos 30 assists eight turnovers for the spurs deandre aiden had a great game 27 points 12 rebounds rubio did have 15 points and nine assists well this is too many games tonight i don't even want to do this warriors blazers game you take this one I got you, Zach. Blazers 129, Warriors 124 in overtime. This was a thriller up in Portland. Blazers came into the game. No CJ McCollum still out with a twisted ankle. Draymond Green was out with the flu for the Warriors. And let me tell you something, Zach, Damian Lillard put on a show tonight. 
Okay, he had a new career high, 61 points on 17 to 37 shooting, 11 to 20 from three, 16 out of 16 from the free throw line. My man didn't miss tonight. He had nine rebounds and seven assists, not only setting a new career high, but also setting a Blazers franchise high. This is also the most points scored on a Martin Luther King day. There are so many different accolades that go with the 61 points. It's kind of amazing. First player in NBA history to have at least 60 points and 10 made threes. Dame went off and his team definitely needed it with no CJ. They got no help from the bench. It was a struggle. The Warriors were pretty much back and forth the rest of this game, but it was basically Dame versus the Warriors. D'Angelo Russell tried to keep up with Dame, but he was really good, but obviously it's hard to keep up with 61. Russell finished with 27 points, nine assists, and eight rebounds. Alex Burks for the Warriors was big to start the game, finished with 33 points, and was draining some clutch shots for the Warriors down the stretch. It was a double-double night for Eric Pascal. He had 22 points and 13 rebounds, and I gotta say, for as much, and I'm not a big Whiteside guy. And as much as I give him trouble, Hassan Whiteside was great tonight. He had 21 rebounds, 17 points, and six huge blocks for the Blazers. Carmelo Anthony did his thing, 14 points, 7 to 13 shooting, six rebounds, two steals. And like we said, no production from the Blazers bench. Only three other Blazers made it three tonight. Hazonia, Trent, and Simons. And they each just had one. Everybody else, it was all on Dame. Nobody made shots up besides that. Blazers gave up two huge offensive rebounds down the stretch in the fourth quarter, which led to a Pascal dunk, which put the Warriors up one. After Burks hits two free throws to put the Warriors up three, Dame comes down against tough, and I mean tough, tough defense. Burks was practically wearing Dame's jersey at this point. Hits a game-tying three with 14 seconds left. D'Angelo Russell misses a three to win it. Burks has a chance for a putback, misses it, and we get our overtime. Overtime was nuts. It was back and forth. Poole had a chance to tie it with the three off the corner, but missed. And of course, who ices the game? Dame. He knocks down those two free throws, put the Blazers ahead, and that pretty much ends this one. All right, Mo, let's go to line of the night. We got a lot of good candidates. Ben Simmons, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists, 5 steals in their win. Trey Young, 42 and 15 with 6 rebounds in the loss. Michael Porter Jr., 2014 and 4. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double. Drew Holiday had 36 and 6. Devin Booker, 37, 7 and 5. Giannis had a triple-double, 28, 14 and 10. Dane broke 50 points. He was nuts in this one. Who gets your line of the night? I got to go with Dame Lillard. I mean, look at all the records he set. MLK record, new career high, new Blazers franchise high. 61 points. I mean, I got to go with Dame. He's my guy. Line of the night. I'm going to go Trey Young. You know, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of complaining that he's leading the vote with the guards and everything. He's on a terrible team. He shouldn't be an all-star. This dude's an all-star. 42, 15, and 6. They didn't lose because of him. They lose because of everybody else. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Back-to-back, no dunks, tampering, House of Strauss, Hoops Jason, all that good stuff, plus over a dozen team-specific shows from all your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget, follow on the app. You get notifications for new episodes. Thanks for waking up with us. Thanks for enjoying a full day of basketball on MLK Day. And Mo, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.